up y'all it's your girl miss finesse and you are now tuned into another episode of the not from concentrate podcast <laughs> and i have a very special guest with me this week i've known this woman damn near all my life tbh um <laughs> she is a phenomenal person as you can see she's very one with the decor give it up for life coach keys um, because I'm like here for all the foolery and the fuck shit tonight. Yes. Uh, it's not all the time that I get to do this. So I am super excited to be here with you. Um, and just to give it to them straight. Yes. So um, you want to give the people a little bit about you, what you do, where you come from, all that goodness. Absolutely. So like you said, I am Life Coach Keish or Keisha Butler Thomas. Um, I'm the CEO of Purposeful Life, Solution-Focused Life and Business Coaching, where I help womenpreneurs show up authentically in this superficial-ass marketplace that we are all trying to sell in at this particular point in time. In addition to that, I am a TV personality. I host my very own talk show, Stop Surviving. <laughs> Life Coach Keish on RBN TV Network, which airs every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find us, of course, on rbntv.tv, or we now have a partnership with Roku TV, so you can download the RBN app there, or you can watch us through iFame, through the iFame app on Amazon Prime or Apple TV. So make sure that y'all tune in, because the views are necessary so a sister can stay employed. So as you can see, she's not BSing about who she is. She about that life. She does this life coach thing. And you should tune in as I tune in. And also, she has great uh, content on Facebook where she goes live with her husband. And they do, like, uh, Blue Apron meals, I believe. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, cooking with Coach Keish every Sunday night. Of course, I came with my cocktail tonight because I don't go anywhere without it. Oh, snap. I, I had a water bottle, but I finished the water. Shoot. Well, cheers anyway. Clink, clink. Clink, clink. There it is. There it is. Yes. So, yes. Uh, tell us about your week. Like I said, I've known this woman almost all of my life. We grew up together. HBCU made. You feel me? Because yeah, we out here. Um, but, yes. Tell us about your week. How's your week been going? I have no complaints. Um, truth be told, my weeks always go well because I'm just blessed to be living in my purpose and, and pursuing my passion, right? Oh my God. Come on now, you know? Uh, but no, for real, for real, I, I, I never complain, right? Nobody's listening anyway. Um, I mean, it was it was busy. It's always super, super busy. That's just, that's just my life, right? I mean, I'm running a company. I'm taping a TV show. Uh, I just have a bunch of stuff going on. Um, but yeah, you know what I mean? Just really spent my week making sure that I was head down in the business. Um, first and foremost, performing my wifely duties, making sure that, you know, my house is right. My husband's taken care of because that's my number one job being Lavelle's wife. Um, and yeah, that's, that's my week. Okay. I see you're here. Uh, well, us single gals over here. Just what did I do this week? So yeah, so I've just been sending out resumes left and right. I actually have like a ton of stuff up right now. I've been, I'm glad I got my resume redone, which I'm, I've been putting that off for the longest, but it's time is time. I need to get up, get about my job. As y'all have heard me on this show complain so many times about, but now I'm doing something about it. I'm going to actually have on the stuff that I like to do Sunday. I have a photo shoot Ooh. Monday. I have a photo shoot and Tuesday. Cause I had to take off Monday, Tuesday. What am I doing Tuesday? 
Um, um, my little sisters don't listen to this, so I can tell you. I'm going down. My little, my little sister turns 21 on Tuesday, so I'm going down to surprise her. And yeah, so I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited that you know I'm starting to be branch out more into my actual passions, and I've been getting some hits um with me interrupting. Funny how you actually you know. And somebody told me this, and it never registered. Like, you would think this is something that people would think of, but it's not. When you're looking for jobs and you have the job that you have and that's all you highlight, of course people are going to reach out to you about the job that you have. Yeah. That's the job that you want because it doesn't say anything about the job that you want or the other skills that you have. But as right. soon as I rearranged everything and made everything made it plain, I started getting hits. I was like, now you would think that'd be common knowledge, but for whatever reason, it, it blew whatever but yeah so that's how my week's been going it's been real chill real relaxed and i'm and i'm very excited and today was pay so i'm happy to hear about the photo shoots that is something that happened this week i did have a photo shoot at 8 a.m photo shoot on tuesday right um but we shoot content all the time so i forget about a.m um because you know when you in these internet streets you have to stay current with your content. So all the time. Content. I literally have a sticker on my laptop that says everything is content. Period. Um, but let's and get that's old Mary had a little lamb. Oh. And that's Period. Period. Because we're going where the money resides. Money so resides. To get into this. Yes. Now I was trying not to play that. But <laughs> now you're gonna make me. All right. We going what a money reside, what a money reside, what a money reside, what a money reside. Period. Period. <laughs> but yes, we're about to get into this docket. We have a, a very actually one of these topics that we're gonna get into. I know Keisha has a very she was excited that I put it on the docket, but we'll get there when we get there. As y'all know, I always bring up a planting the seed moment where I talk about any type of black excellence that I've seen throughout the week. Um, if there's a black business that I want to highlight, a black person, just a black movement, you know, whatever, just anything black, forward, and positive. So there's actually a uh, 17 year old. I got this from uh, becausewecan.com. Because of them, we Excuse me. There's a 17 year old honored for creating color changing sutures that can detect infection my goodness and actually i'm going to bring this up and you should be able to see this so uh share screen share my screen i'm oh, sorry so she's saving lives one stitch at a time a 17 year old named oh wait a 17 year old named a red so you want to help me out with that? Because I've been struggling for quite some time. A 17-year-old named Regeneron scientist after developing color-changing sutures to detect infection, the Gazette reports. Desiah Taylor is a senior at Iowa City West High School who was once interested in becoming a surgeon. A few years ago, she received a suture kit for Christmas, pinkering her interest in making them more effective. In her first science research opportunity outside of traditional classes, Taylor decided to develop sutures that would change color if the patient's pH level alters, making it easier to indicate infection. First off, like, girl, shout out to you for even being this invested in a good old pH level. Like, most of us don't think past summer's eve when we're talking pH level. And this young lady 
is using it to detect infection. Like, come on, Desaya. Any woman should know about pH. So the fact that you can use that to detect infection, like that's so bomb because how many times have you heard about somebody being infected from a surgery and them not knowing until it was almost until it was too late, almost too late, or what have you. So now as the actual or somebody's getting rushed in and they were like, you know, flipped over in a car and the infection's starting to set in, but you have to operate, now you have that 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 information that could save a life. So shout out to her, man. That is that's something else. You don't just think about stuff like that. Like really inspiring. And I just hope that she continues on like Black people are so underrepresented in STEM research. And so mm-hmm. I hope that she continues to push the envelope and forge forward because she really gives me hope because there's a lot of fuckery and fuck shit going on in this world. Mm-hmm. And she really just makes me feel so good about what the future is going to look like. All right, Gen Z. Y'all got to. Y'all went from eating Tide Pods, but now we get this. It's like y'all either are just hot and cold. There is no in between. Y'all either do something extremely stupid. Or y'all do something that's, you know, breathtakingly good. So can we have a middle ground? I mean, we can have the extremely good at all times. But just middle ground, please, sometimes. But moving on. All right, so we're about to get into the topics for this week. And like I said, every time I have my guests pick, I just write down topics and they pick out what they want to talk about. So um, in the the first section, is there anything you want to talk about? Because I know you want to get to the to the orange, to the tangerine, to the meat. I mean, if you don't, we don't have to talk about none of that. I'm just saying, whatever. No, you I think that we should really hit on this. Where's our $1,400 or our $2,000? Oh my goodness gracious! If I see one more, they're in talks. The house has passed it. It's where we, we might have a date. I'm just like, bro, people. You know, people need to live. Like, you know, this this paper is what people need to sustain themselves. Well, the thing that kills me, right, is like for us to be the most advanced country, quote unquote, right, it kills me how every other country has been able to nail this virus down, take care of their people effectively, right, and get them to a point where they're able to sustain, right? People are not like, you know, growing exponentially, but they're sustaining, right? There's countries out there like Poland who was like, okay, hold up. This virus is doing the most. We're shutting it down. Nobody's leaving out anywhere. Nobody's going anywhere except for emergency personnel, right? We're canceling all bills. So they cancel mortgages, rent, car notes, utility bills. Nobody's paying nothing. And they did it for like 60 days. So basically two payments, right? They just said, hey, everybody, nobody's getting paid, right? It's a wrap. And now Poland has one of the lowest counts of COVID. Australia has a beat. And their and their economy is continuing to flourish. So I'm just trying to understand how, in the beginning of this, we signed these, these bills for small business loans, which was really crappy because as a small business, it was very difficult to get. Okay, step one. Then we're like, oh, well, if you're unemployed, we won't give you an extra $600 a week, okay? So essentially somebody who was making 15 bucks an hour is now making on average $21, $22 an hour, right? Because we're giving them that additional money. But now that we're still in this, a year later, we're like, oh, sorry, y'all, we broke. Like, we did everything we could do. Uh, so we're going to have to figure this out. 
I just want to know who was printing the checks on the extra 600. Can we get them back at the printer? Because clearly they know how to get the money. I, 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 just, I just need to understand that. We have given so much money in the oddest ways throughout this situation. And don't get me wrong. We know who was in charge then. We ain't even going to give him too much airtime. We know who was in charge. But at this point, like, come on, y'all. How advanced are we? And you hit the nail on the head. It's not so much that we needed to be home. You need to not have people worry about money because people were risking their lives because they still need to provide. There's so many stories about people who knew they shouldn't have been out, didn't want to be out in the first place, but they had no choice. Right. But if you understand, but how are people going to work if there's no people to sustain businesses? How are people going to work if there's no place to work? Because it goes out of business because nobody's there because ever like. But that's what it is in America. Like we never make it easy. It's always got to be all these hurdles and hoops that we have to jump through to do some regular ass shit. If y'all want this to go away, we should have sat the fuck down in the beginning. And that people didn't have to go out. You should have canceled everything or made or gave people supplements so that they didn't have to. That's the thing. Because people are like, I'm it's one thing that that's why we need to stay in, but people also need to live. People also need to buy groceries. So you need to do both. You need to sit us down. But if you do that, you also need to make sure that people can sustain their way of living, i.e., give up the money or cancel it or cancel it for a while. And my thing is this too, like there's so many things that seriously could be canceled. Like right now with this student loan deferment, that's the setup. Like, okay, so you're going to defer me, right? But then you're going to turn it back on and you're going to want your money right away. But I haven't even jump-started my career again yet, right? So now in three months, I'm in default. So that means now my credit score is taking a hit. So that means now I can't buy a home. I can't apply for a credit card. I can't get a car. Like you're just continuously perpetuating poverty in this country, right? And we know that our people, black and brown people, for the most, are affected at a disproportionate rate, right? But it just seems like we just keep saying that because it sounds nice. Like we recognize that our black and brown sisters are affected, sisters and brothers are affected at a disproportionate rate, but we're not doing shit to try to fix that. And that for me is the disheartening part. That for me is when I'm like, Okay, it's, it's time for me to run for office or something because apparently common sense ain't so common. That's why I always say everybody want to be black till it's time to be black. And that's facts. Y'all always want to take our culture. Y'all want to take our sayings. You want to take our looks. You want Actually, you want to make it so that our looks are perceived as one way. And then out of nowhere, big butts became a thing. Big lips became a thing. Natural hair became a thing. Rachel Dole's all became a thing. Like, you want to take from us but then you don't want to replenish, not even replenish, which you can't, you don't give us what we do. You want to take from us, but then that's that. You don't want us to flourish. You don't want us to grow. You don't, you just want to take, 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 take. Like, I don't, I don't get that. I don't get it. I mean, it ain't really for me to get, it's, I I know what it is, like, it's clear as day, but we just got to do better, people. We, We have all around. All around, you just have to do better because it's, it doesn't make any sense that, like you said, we're supposed to be. They're literally. We see what can be done if it's done correctly. It'd be different if the whole world was just in disarray. Because all oh, the economy, well, the economy would have been back had we done what we need to do in the first place. People could be out and about. Australia, you get there, you quarantine for like seven days, you can go out and about. They don't need no masks. They don't need none of that because it's at the point where they're barely having a case a day. De- I mean, they're barely having at least one case a month. 
and that's, that's rare. Crazy, but you know the, the biggest difference is the statehood, right? Like we are a country, but we we operate under the statehood law. So like, which I don't think is a bad thing between for certain things because not necessarily everything on the west coast is going to work on the east coast because it's like it's two different how we operate. So it works in some instances, but my point is, at some point, yeah, you need to reserve the ability to be like, yo, I'm trumping you. No pun intended. But <laughs> like, I'm trumping you. You know what I'm saying? Like at this point, I'm taking over. Because I need to develop a plan that's going to be better for the greater good. And I think that's what we forget too, right? I'm the type of person where like, I'm cool. So, okay, I'm an entrepreneur, right? So prior to getting married, I had to pay for my health insurance and all that stuff. That's one of those uh, little marital perks. But anyway, I had to pay for that. When I did, I paid a higher premium. I didn't have a problem paying a higher premium because I knew that somebody's child could have health care, right? So sometimes, too, we have to be willing to suck it up for the greater good. Like, we're not wearing masks to protect ourselves. We're wearing masks to protect other people. You understand what I'm saying? So, like, sometimes we just have to push our own selfish agendas aside and be willing to say, hey, this is what we got to do for the greater good. So I personally feel like, do I believe statehood is important? Yes, because you're right. There are hurricanes and stuff that happen in one part of this country that don't happen in another. There are fires, wildfires that happen out in the West that don't typically happen on the East. There's all kinds of stuff like that, and I get that. But in emergency situations, somebody needs to ride in on the white horse and be like, yo, I'm taking control. And unfortunately, we don't have that. And that, for me, is scary because I feel like this is not the first epidemic slash pandemic that's ever happened. Like, this shit happened back in the early 1900s. Like, it's bound to happen again. History always repeats itself. If you want to know where you're going, look to where you came from. You understand what I'm saying? So we need to we need to do a better job collectively at being able to take control when we need to take control. Exactly. And then people, it's like, oh, you know, it's my right not to wear a mask. You don't have to wear a mask if you don't want to. But when you step into a private establishment... That's a private, like, what you fail to realize is once you're off the sidewalk into Kmart, well, is this Kmart even like this? Well, um, that's right. Whatever. That is not government-sanctioned property. That is their property. That is whoever is residing in that business's property. So if they say no shirt, no shoes, mm-hmm. no mask, no service, it is what it is. You can be in your house all day. I would hope you wouldn't walk around in your house with a mask. But once you start into somebody else's property, their business, you don't have that right. Like, it, I'm right. sorry, you just, you don't. If you don't want, if you don't want that, then don't shop there. Agreed. All day. Agreed. Or you can call to have your groceries delivered. Or, and, I'm, and, I, and I know everybody's situation is different. I don't want to sound... Um, like I'm undermining people because maybe you don't have those options. My whole thing is it's not going to kill you if once a week, twice a, twice a month, you have to go out in a mask to shop. It really isn't. It's truly not. It really isn't. <sighs> but I'm I'm done with that with that foolishness. <laughs> you know, because I just because we can go on that for forever. So I need to cut out with that foolishness. All right, so now I'm about to transition into the headassery of the week. I've collected this throughout, mm, not all of it's history, but whatever, we'll, we'll go with it. So what do you want to talk about first, life coach, Keish? I mean, I feel like, with all due respect, like, we got to start with Bobby Smyrna being out. Hey, <laughs> hey. Like, the world, right? 
had Yo, plus. low key though, Quavo did his thing. Like the fact that they knew each other, like what? I mean, I didn't either, but like him and QC really did their thing. Like they hooked Bobby up. Like when Bobby got off that that private jet, mm-hmm. Bobby was like, "Guess who's back?" Like Quavo respects him. Back. You, he literally took more time so that his friends or that his homeboy could didn't have to. That's respectable. Yeah, I mean, but, y'all, and y'all both did y'all time, and now you didn't. I mean, I think he came home slightly early, but like he did majority of his time. So you paid your debt to society. You did what you had to do. You you were clean. You stayed out of trouble for the most part. He was like, I really didn't. He was like, I don't want to be in jail. Let's get that straight. But I really didn't live badly because you know he's a jokester, and he was I'm really not gonna let none of this break me. He was like I, you know, I held it down. People in there, he never stopped getting fan letters. He never stopped having people question because he could have really fed off hard. Because when he came, he came, went in at almost it wasn't the peak, but he was on the rise. Like he yeah. just dropped his first mixtape. Um, uh, what was that? What's that song called? Just brought a, what is that song called? Now, now, don't be asking me for no names of songs. This called a body about a week ago. Duh. I hear it and I see the video. But what is this song? Hot, hot nigga, hot nigga. Yes, right? hot nigga was booming and zooming, which is like multi platinum now. And then his other song, Bobby Bit with the um, yeah, that song was <laughs> on the come up too. Exactly, that song just makes you groove. And as soon as and all this was like psych, I was like, dang. I really like like Bobby Shmurda. Um, So, low key but high key, I am like really not here for some of these like newer rappers. Like, it's just low key, high key, high. Like, I'm just not here for it. But I like Bobby Shmurda. I don't know what it was about him. Um, I don't think he's a rapper, though. He's not like these rappers now. Like, he. Because six years ago, it's not the same sound as now. Right. And so I really liked him. Like, I liked what that wave was doing. And I mean, you know, me and you disagree on music all the time, right? Because I am a New Orleans bounce girl. So, you know. I mean, it's good, but I wouldn't say... Listen, can you name me an original New Orleans bounce? Like, they remix everything, which is not bad. absolutely, honey. You need to get into the Vicky Lowe, honey. She comes with something new all the time. But you can't um, do it all the time. Like that's it's literally like that's like me listening to Jersey Club all the time or listening to Baltimore Club all the time. Listen to techno all the time. You need you need to switch it up. It's good when it no, see, what I'm gonna have to send you is my gospel bounce album because see, you can get into everything with bounce. It's not just pussy popping on a handstand. Like, it's other stuff, too. Like, literally... I don't know how you're gonna go... Praise the Jesus, praise the Jesus, praise the... Like, it's just, just like... No, no. That's like go-go gospel. I still be like... Let me tell you something. The bounce, take me to the king. Honey, you ain't never heard nothing like it before in your life. I'm just trying to let you down. You know what? I'm about to YouTube this. It's amazing! Nola Bounce... Take me to the king, honey. It's the bomb. Gonna bounce. Take me to the. Oh, it's right there. It's they. Uh, listen. I okay. We're gonna take a listen. It's gonna hit your soul different. MC Shaky exclusive. Exclusive. MC Shaky. Check crazy man. I heard that back. 
And then I'll give you my opinion. Interesting. I'll, I'll say that it interesting. was interesting. Um, hmm. You know, mm-mm, I kidding me. The bounce music part was good. Of course, Tamla Man. Good. Together. That's like gospel trap rap. Can't stand it. So it I don't like gospel trap. But I do like gospel bounce, but that's because I like bounce music, period. So, you know, I'm going to always love anything bounce. That's who I am. That's what I love. Um, and I can listen to it all day, every day. It doesn't bother me. It does bother my husband. But it doesn't bother That's not like Sunday cleaning music. It's like, I, I mean, if you like it, I love it. But my gracious. Because it's like two different feelings. Take Me to the King does not make me think of bounce music. Like, mm, 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 mm. But see, you got see, see, this is the problem though, right? Like we have to remember that God is individual. So we have to worship him in whatever way serves us the best, right? Like God knows that me opening up a hymnal and reading line by line is not going to touch me the way that the bounce beat is. I mean, you know, we grew up in the same church. We was raised AME, African-American Methodist Episcopalian, okay? First, religion of the slaves, right? We're the closest to Catholic you could possibly get. It's boring, okay? That don't work for me. But if you give me that bounce beat to it, oh, I'm catching the Holy Ghost. Oh, no. Actually, I do like a lot of old hands. I ain't even going to hold you. I don't, but no, we've ran through. I mean, there's a lot of gospel. So let me get this. There's a lot of gospel that I, I love. I love you. Give me some Molly music. Give me some Kirk Franklin, who I think is one of the most. And because even Kirk, Kirk said when he got into gospel, he was taking. That's why a lot of people mess with Kirk Franklin because mm-hmm. he used R&B, flipped it to gospel. I was like, you're a genius. Because did you see his tiny desk? Did I? Of course. First off. Every single song, hit, hit after hit after hit after, and I mean, when I was a young John, hits just Kirk got hits. He had, yeah, I love Kirk. I love Kirk. I he's constantly being inspired, which you can see it in his work. But my point being that it doesn't have to be, you know, hallelujah, and and also, you know, I've sung choral arrangements. My point being, there's a lot of there's a lot of leeway I give. But that, nah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Moving on, cause that was. <laughs> All right. 
I, okay, send it. <laughs> you might get, I ain't getting burned for that, but you, okay. But yes, so what you want to move on to now? You know what? Let me pick the next one. Um, because I know you want, I know what you're itching to get to, so I want to slide in one before that. Um, the fact that Lionel Richie is 70 years of age dating a 30 year old, I think engaged to a 30 year old woman. I'm 30. My father is 60. This 30 year old woman is dating a 70 year old. Lionel Richie's youngest child is 39. Nicole Richie. So, yeah, let that marinate. In my opinion, right? So, I, I read about this. In my opinion, I just think homegirls where the money resides. I mean, I, I, you know, that that's the only thing my brain can formulate. I but really think she's just where the money resides. I mean, here's the deal, right? Four years. I'm a firm believer that love doesn't really necessarily have like a number right now. I do believe you need to be legal, right? Don't be out here on no, on no pedophilia, right? But I, I'm a firm believer that you can find love or common ground in a lot of things. However, I always, well, I, here's my thing, right? I always question when it's like an older man and a young girl, especially if the older man got money. It always makes it a little bit more difficult for me to think that there's something genuine. I know her husband, she's a surgeon. She got money. Right, but it's, it's long money, new money. It's, it's different, right? I understand. So, I, so I'm just, for me, that's always conflicting. Like, what are you really, what are you really in it for? Like, he's one foot in the grave. Like, not for nothing. But like, he's literally <laughs> one foot in the grave. <laughs> but that's just... 40 years like I think the most I've known a couple to have distance I think is 17 no yeah 17 years and that still was weird to me but 40 that's he was 40 when she was born like y'all have to think he was an established adult with children had a career it wasn't like he was and even this is bad 20 13 when she was born 7 8 this man was a 40, had four decades on earth, lived four different decades. Like, do y'all hear how ridiculous this sounds? And this just, I mean, like you said, they're legal. And she starts, so it'd be different if she was like 19, 18. I still would be like, even though it's legal, there has something has to be checked about that because that's extremely weird. I mean, it's extremely weird anyway, slice the pie, but it is legal. And <laughs> And like I said, I mean, when women do that, like, even if, like, oh, I'm a cougar, but this man's just like, you're 60 dating a 19 year old. There could be a talk about there. I don't know. I'd be interested to know what his kids got to say about it. I mean, they can't be saying too much because, I mean, they've been together for like four years. Like you said, you like it. I love it. But I mean, ain't my business, but that's just, I just find that that's just weird. Like the most I, I think I could ever talk to a man who's older than me, max would be four years. Four. So I dated a guy who was eight years older than me, um, which actually worked out really well because I'm like an old lady anyway. Yeah, so. that's not weird. I think anything under ten isn't isn't weird because a ten year span, you're still you still have common ground. You know what I'm saying? There's still 
you weren't living two separate lives. But to be 40 years apart, uh, it's not like he's 40 and she's 30. You guys are 40 years apart. <laughs> like I want I, people, listen to me. There are 40 years apart. But hey. All right. We going. What a money resign. What a money resign. What a money resign. What a money resign. So get your money, sis. Don't get that money. Don't let it get you. Okay. Uh, so now we can move on. You introduced this topic because I know you've been wanting to talk about this. You saw the docket and you were highly excited about it. And there's been a lot of talk around it. So, yes, go ahead and slide on into what you want to talk about now. Girl. Because are Kim and Kanye really getting a divorce? That's what they said. They said Kim's had enough. And to her credit, I think she really did. Like, first off, they're like, oh, she was in it for the money. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They had, they, there was nobody benefiting from finances in this, in this marriage. Let me, let me tell you that. I think she really did like him. I think she really did love him. I think she still may love him. But it's just gotten, the burden's gotten to be too much. Especially they have, what, four kids to think about now? Yeah, they have four kids. So here's my thing, right? Okay, so. Yeah, they had that last one on the low because she had a surrogate, but. Right. So I, so first and foremost, I don't think money was an issue, right? Kim Kardashian, and and hear me and hear me good. I'm not a Kardashian fan, really. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's nothing about them that makes me go ooh or ah, right? But I respect the hustle. And. That whole family, they are hustlers. Because one thing you got to appreciate about them is the fact that none of them have any talent and they are multi-millionaires. Like, they literally have... No, one is a model. She's a legit model. One of them. Well, yeah, but for the most part, no one has any real skills. I mean, you know. With that being said, they're multi-millionaires literally based off just being them, right? Like, who's the mother? Huh? Who's the mother? Kris Jenner. She's the one with the skill. Nobody else does. Because she flipped all this. Right. But, the but, 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 that, but the point. my point is, nobody has anything where you can be like, oh, this person does X or this person does Y. It doesn't exist, right? But you, you really have to understand, like, they are the finessers of all finessers. Like, they really have people going crazy for them. And there's no rhyme or reason. I never, I could tell you, I probably watched the, the Kardashians, and this is giving Grace maybe three times. Because I'm so, like, what's the point of watching I it? Real. When I was younger, when it first came out, I watched it for a while. Mm-hmm. I trailed off some years ago because I'm, I'm old now. <laughs> but in the beginning, right, um, I did watch it. And my thing is this, right? Like, there was no financial gain, okay? The Kardashians are set. They're set for generations to come. She did not need no money from no Kanye West. Now, that's no that's no knock on Kanye. Kanye is, he is who he is, right? Now, I'm going to be honest about this, too. I'm not a big, huge Kanye fan, right? However, I do believe that he's a genius. Okay, I do believe he's a genius. No, I haven't been a fan of Kanye since uh, 808s and Heartbreaks. So, from... College dropout to 808 and heartbreaks, that's my Kanye era. After that, stuff was getting weird. You were, I, I just I couldn't do it. 
But yes, he's very much a musical genius. I've seen, you can see on YouTube how he produces songs, and they're like, oh, well, he just samples. It's not, you can sample a song and it just be a sample. He creates a new song. He flips it to the point where he'll take a bass line and he'll take a, like, it's, it's, it's crazy to see how somebody who you claim just samples can make an entire song using just one chord or one part of the song. Not even the whole song, not even cut it up. He sampled a section. Maybe it was five to ten seconds. Flipped it and made that whole song. I was just like, okay. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's amazing at what he does. However, I will say he needs a little bit of grace because once everything happened with his mother... He did kind of go off the rails, right? And I have, I have, I got therapy like everybody else. I have empathy for anybody who loses a parent because I lost my father. So I do have empathy for that. However, how many years ago was that though? That's that's the point, right? However, you know, and there's no period on grief, right? Like you need to take as much time as you need to take, right? And it, that could be forever, right? Some people never stop mourning. However, there has to be a period in which you try to pivot. And begin, begin some sort of healing. Never, you never forget, you never get over. But you have to begin to heal. And Kanye has never, from what we see as the people, who knows what he's doing behind closed doors, but from what we see as the people, has never taken time to do that. And I feel like he's been on this constant decline forever. And I am going to say this. I'm going to put it out there in the atmosphere. I do believe there's a Kardashian curse. Every man who has ever been touched by them, I feel like they're like black widows. They suck the life out of them. They fuck them up. Then they spit them back out. So I do feel like Kanye was under some kind of spell. And he said that shit on his campaign when he said when he said what he said about how, you know, they was trying to get him, but he wasn't letting it happen. And I do believe that there is a little bit of truth there because Lamar Odom was a phenomenal person. And I'm just really sad about what happened to Lamar. He had an awesome career. You know, and he really just kind of got, like, fucked up. And I think it's just, like, the men, period. Because even, like, the brother Rob, like, super weirdo, right? Like, it's something about men. And then you have, like, Bruce, who is now Caitlyn. So it's, like, something that they do to men that just, like, fucks them up. I don't know, man. I don't know about none of that. I just know that he is bipolar. And he just doesn't, he refuses to take his, no, he, he is. He refuses to take his medicine. And like you said, I, I, I believe there is a cat. On grief, like you're never going to stop being hurt. I understand that, you know, when you love somebody that much, especially a parent, you know, and he lost her relatively youngish. Like he was an adult, but it's still like, you know, still young. But like you said, you need to start trying to heal yourself. If you can't let that consume you your whole life, because then what are you living? That's when you're starting to get into drug habits. That's when you're starting to get in gambling addictions because you're trying to cover the hurt. And not heal. So yeah, I maybe for the first you know one two three years, okay. But after that, no sir, none of this. You can't keep tying this back to that because you've had a plenty of time to get yourself together or want help to help you get yourself together. So I can't sit here because if he wasn't Kanye West, nobody else would be giving him this grace. Well, I don't know that like that society really gives him much grace. Honestly, I mean they do. Keisha, there they give him. There are people who were he could right now. Oh, he said slavery was a choice, and people try to explain that away. You know what? I'm gonna retract my statement. You're right. They did do that fuck shit, and that wasn't cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cool. For a second thought. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't cool. And Jones, 
read, I mean, the way he read him in that moment was textbook. I said, he didn't raise his voice. He didn't curse at him. He literally said, he was like, Kanye, you said you're a free thinker. I think what you, what you just said was the absence of thought. That, oh, I have hand claps on here, but that's, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead, yeah. Listen, I just feel like, um, I think they really are getting a divorce at this point. I really do. Um, just because, like, honestly, like, I'm, again, I'm not a... I'm not a huge Kim fan either. Like, I think she's just, like, gives much. But I do think that where she is going, like, what her trajectory seems to be, where she's getting very involved in civil service and things like that, I think he's dangerous for that brand. I think the things that he is willing to say and do are dangerous for what she's trying to do. And I have to say she's come a long way from her Ray J sex tape, right? Like she's really built a name for herself. And I think that Kanye's unpredicted foolery and fuck shit is not the look for right now. Like she's, it, it was almost like she told him like, clean it up crack whore or I'm out of here, right? And he just didn't clean it up. And so now she's like, okay, Jesus, I got to move on. Like it, it is what it is. Clean it up, cracker. <laughs> I mean, I mean, how else do you explain it? I... Yeah, man. Plus, like, they have kids now. You can't. Mm. It's crazy because I forgot that's how Kim got put on. She's really starting to distance herself for self. Mm. She's really starting to distance herself so far from when she actually hit the scene. Oh and yeah. And I, I honestly was like, that is the first time I heard about this because before it was like Paris and Nicole. And then that happened. We're like, well, we know who Ray J is. Who is this girl? And from then, Chris was like, uh, guess what I'm about to do? Whole family get put on. No, she really built an empire. That's crazy. Off of a sex tape, right? And you that's what I'm saying. Like, I, as much as I'm not like a Kardashian stan, right? Mm -hmm. I have respect for the hustle, right? Like, I have respect for the fact that these women have mastered the art of making everybody in the world feel like they know them, right? Like, have you ever, like, talked to a Kardashian stan? Like, I it's not crazy. Like, they are crazy invested in these people. Who do you win? A Beyonce stan or a, Kim, a Kardashian fan stan? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, it's that deep with them. Like, I don't know. Because the Kardashian fans, they're different than the Beyonce fans. Like, the Beyonce fans are willing to be like, Oh, we love Beyonce, but Rihanna has a few hits and we appreciate her. Like, the Beyonce fans are a little bit more reasonable. The Kardashian fans, they are straight savages. Like, don't fuck with Kim, don't fuck with Chloe, don't fuck with Courtney, don't fuck with. Like, I mean, it's like, do not, don't you dare say something about Caitlyn Jenner. Now you're LGBTQIA plus shaming. I oh, mean, like, the Kardashian. Stands are crazy. And I just want to let you know, we got a note in from my husband who said, Kim ruined Kanye. She's <laughs> a divorce and uh, she is not white. Hey. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't think he, to be quite honest, I think like he had a lot of his own demons that he just, 
that he that she let she didn't let she let go unchecked, and now it's just starting to spiral out of control. And she's like, now she sees she has to rein it in. It's too late. She can't. Oh, he's a wild fucking animal. You can't rein him in at this point, right? Like he's he's fucking out there, right? So so people unpop another unpopular opinion of mine, right? Because I'm just fucking full of those, right? That whole this whole like Sunday thing that he does that bothers me because it's like Kanye is just like and don't get me wrong. Now let me let me preface this with this statement. I need to get this statement out, right? I am not the judge nor the jury. Anyone who develops a relationship with Christ, they get to develop that relationship in their time in the way in which they Okay? I, I'm not judging that whatsoever. If he found Christ, praise God. It's something that he needs. However, I don't believe in exploiting Jesus Christ. Okay? And I feel like his Sunday services was exploitation of Jesus Christ. And that yeah. me as a Christian. So once he did that, I was like, oh, this nigga crazy, crazy. This nigga yeah. not playing crazy. This nigga really crazy. Like, at that point, I was like, okay, I'm done with him. And, you know, I'm not no textbook Christian by any means. Like, I go to Bedside Baptist, a.k.a. YouTube, okay? Um, you know, like, I, I'm not no textbook Christian. But that, for me, was like, whoa, this is getting, like, really far out. And then I yeah. watched this one. Do you watch David Letterman, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction? I know, but I know about it. Yep. So it comes on Netflix, and he did one with Kanye, and he also did one with Kim. Um, but the one that he did with Kanye was very eye opening because Kanye, like, I think he might have took his meds, so like he was like easier to talk to, and he was like talking about this whole thing and like his deliverance and stuff. And I was just like, yo, this it, it was sounding too like it was sounding very like UFO alien invasion, and I was just like, oh my god, like. This is just not, like, no. So I think he's completely off the rails, and there is no reining him in. I think that they reined him in for a while, though. I really do think she kept him at bay for a while, but at this point, he's a horse out the stable. The nigga ran for president, and he got votes. Once people started voting for him, oh, God, that was the battery in his back. He's ready to go now. It's bad. No, most definitely. I was just... Yeah, and like the man who made Jesus Walks, I don't is not the and I heard the album his his gospel album. I keep saying I'm gonna listen to it because I heard it's great. I heard whoever was singing on it, the songs were amazing. But it's like the the, the kind who made Jesus Walks, and what he was talking about isn't the same one. Like you said, I, I don't play with Jesus like that. If, if I mean, like you said, if it if it is pure, I'm not the one to judge it. But uh, you don't you don't play with God like that because when you have to account for those things, and you're talking about. Yeah, no, we yeah, you don't play with you don't play with Jesus like that. But hopefully he is sincere and, and you know he has on his heart pureness, pure intentions about you know spreading the gospel of the Lord, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Oh my God. So wait, what is this one? I did not know. So hopefully it's pure about that, because if not, he's gonna have to answer for that. Um, but yeah, but He's just not my forte anymore, and I can say, it and, I, and like I don't argue with people about that. He's like, well, Kanye, I don't care. It's he's not my forte anymore. Yeah, he has some interesting fans too. My husband is one. He's definitely like a Kanye star, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just kind of like, ugh. To each his own. Yeah. Kind of. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all gotta. Uh. And then lastly, um, oh. I will say from these, from lastly from the topics, 
Uh, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. Jesus and the Black Messiah, have you seen it? I did, yes. What were your thoughts about it? So, um, let me preface this with, as you said, I am an HBCU graduate, right? Um, and so my minor was in religion and black studies. So this is a, um, a story that I'm very familiar with. And I wasn't. Then let me just tell you what Hampton was. I didn't know about Bill O'Neill. I had no idea. So I, yeah, wasn't aware. And I didn't know they were so young. Yeah. They were 20 and 21 when this happened. I was like, What? Yeah, so for me, um, anytime it's something that's historical, I'm one of those people who's like, if you want to tell it, tell it all. And I feel like there was just a couple little things that were like not completely aligned, but for the most part, yeah, but for the most part, I was very pleased. Like, I was really pleased with what they did. Um, I, I, truth be told, like, so I'm a big movier, right? Like, little fun fact about me. Um, back when the world was open, my husband and I used to go to AMC theaters every Tuesday because it was $5 Tuesday. We both really love movies. And we were definitely like the people who, you know how like when the Oscars and shit come out, people be like, what mm-hmm. is this movie? I ain't never watched this shit. We literally seen it because we would, <laughs> and we would just watch whatever, like whatever we didn't watch. It was like, all right, we're going to watch that this week. Right. So with that being said, um, I'm really here for these movies being made on these streaming platforms. I love what they're doing. Like, I love the Amazon originals. Um, I I, even, I love a Netflix original, honey. Like, a Netflix original gives me life. Yeah, they. that's why I, like, out of all the ones that I can, because honestly, I still have cable, so a lot of this stuff, honestly, I can be like, hmm. Because Amazon had to step up their game because that's why you, they, you don't pay additional for Amazon Prime Video. Because nobody was like, what the heck is this? They got The Boys and that kind of gave them a little buzz. And now they're about to have... Well, that's my show. Sidebar, The Boys. Plug for The Boys. One of the best shows I've ever watched. I and like it. Another fun fact about me. I'm Very a, gruesome, but I like comic it. Comic book nerd. So I'm here for The Boys. I like comic book movies. Oh, see, I actually like the comic books. Mm-mm, I like comic book movies or the cartoons, like on Saturday. Like I, that's why I was an X Men fan because I used to watch them Saturday morning cartoons. Um, I had to get into DC. I had to get into uh, Marvel, but like I like the movies. I know I don't really, and I like looking up black superheroes, which you know that's one of my pastimes I used to do. But anywho, um, yes, the theaters were so. It's unfortunate because they're suffering now because they might become obsolete. Yeah. Because of the fact that, but this like back to my point. There's some movies I don't want to watch at home. I don't want to, you know, like like Avengers Endgame. There's no way I want to. I wouldn't want to watch it at home. If somebody's in their apartment with a 32 inch TV, it's not going to be the same feel as if you're in a theater recline, big big ass uh thing of soda, big ass thing of popcorn, sitting back. Oh, oh, oh. <coughs> Excuse me, it's not the same feel with the Dolby speakers pumping sound and the IMAX. Like, it's just not the same feel. So, I hope that I think those don't take a hit, but I do think they should have. I think they should have a option where once people can start going back outside, the theater and at home. But if you're at home, you got to pay a higher price. That's just me personally what I think should happen. But that's well, not- Disney, Disney's kind of doing that because, like, They've released a couple of movies on their mm-hmm. platform, but you have to pay for them to get them right away. Like Mulan was like fourteen ninety nine to get it right away. Mm-hmm. Or you could put it in the room. Room. 
but you had to wait like six if you waited like three or six months something like that mm-hmm. you got it for free so we waited to get it for free um, yeah. and it was kind of lackluster in my opinion because i'm a huge mulan fan and, and they took I knew for, when they said there was no mushu it was real action get it get out of here get it out of here if it's no mushu if it's no cricket if there ain't no ancestors popping up if it ain't me, him flying down snow with the head in his hand, ah, oh, that ain't her. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, Mulan is a great movie. It ain't no fat singing. Like, I don't want it. Keep that, keep that real life stuff. It's a cartoon for a reason. Get it out of here. Yeah, it wasn't that great. But Disney, my, my point is, Disney started doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, where if you want it, you could get it at home. But this is how much it's going to cost you to gain access to it. So, I mean, I think we're going to see more of that. True. But back to Jesus and the Messiah, Black Jesus, and because I forgot, like, how do we get here? How do we get here? How do we get here? How to check the docket. So back to the movie. Yes. So um, how did you like it? I liked it. I, t- I, mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, I was... I'm always here for um, historical black movies. I think it's super important that we are telling these stories. Um, Not for nothing. This is no due disrespect. But we know who Martin Luther King is. We know who Rosa Parks is. We know who Malcolm X is. Um, You know, I want to tell black stories that are not told. And so... I'm super, super here for this. Even with uh, even with A Night in Miami, I was super here for people getting to know other people outside of Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali, right? And also getting to know, like, a little, like, a different side. So even though, of course, like, you know, that wasn't, like, mm-hmm. or anything, I just love the fact that, like, we were introducing mm-hmm. different figures in the black community because I feel like we have to ride the wave from the summer. Right. And the way to ride the wave is through education. Right. We have to seize the opportunity to educate about what blackness really is, who we are, what we stand for, the pillars in our communities. And they're so much bigger than Rosa, Malcolm and Martin. That's no due disrespect to them. They are black excellence. But we have so much more black excellence. Like I'm I'm here for Kamala Harris being our VP, but. Can we please not forget about my girl Shirley Chisholm? Like, let's talk about Shirley. Shirley ran to be. If you want to get into the facts, well, if you want to get into the real facts, my sorrow was the first African American woman to run to be president. Y'all ain't go out, and I and you know, shouts to Kamala because she ran so Kamala could run. I mean, she walked so Kamala could run, but y'all ain't gonna keep saying she was the first one to do it because she wasn't. Right, she wasn't. Shirley, she was not. Thank you. But unfortunately, people don't know that we were blessed to go to HBCUs, and we were also blessed to be raised by black families who taught black history, right? But if you don't have those experiences, you don't know. So I, for one, was like, hold up, like, Kamala, yeah, we're going to give you your flowers while you're here, but we're not going to disrespect Shirley. Not Big Cheryl, because she was a force to be reckoned with. Y'all think Maxine is something else. Y'all think Stacey Abrams is something else. Huh. Shut Learn about Shirley. Learn about her. Study her. But I will say, though, I'm tired of having all these heavy black films. Like, you don't, like, is it, yes, these stories are important to be told, but 
Not you don't have to do them on. A, you can make them in different ways. You can make them in a YouTube series. You can make them straight to video on on like Amazon or on you know on demand or something like that. Can we get just light movies like everybody else? I feel like with black, it always has to be either a, you know a black comedy that we make, a hood movie that we make, or like a slave or black history film. Like where is our Notebook film? Where is our Love Jones? Love Jones is our Notebook. I would say love and basketball. See, no, I gotta disagree with you on that. Love Jones is some deep, deep love. Love Jones is like on another level. What did Taste say? She's so I forget. But like, there's all these tropes. Where is our Crazy Rich Asians? Which shout to that. That was a great movie. If you haven't seen it, it Crazy Rich Asians is really really good. good. But like, where is our Napoleon Dynamite? Like, there's so many other genres. Is our Napoleon Dynamite? Absolutely not. I'm not. No. Absolutely. No. No. Oh, yeah. You don't have vote for Pedro shirts from Pootie Tang. It just doesn't happen. Like you could get a whippy towel and a whippy tang shirt or something like that. I refuse. It's not happening. No, it's not. That's not our Napoleon Dynamite. So I just want us to all, not always have to tell these heavy. Because like after watching that, Juice in the, the Black Messiah, I have to watch something else. Because it's so heavy, especially in times of rain right now. Like I just need Hollywood to get it together. So yes, these stories are important to be told. But we also have other things that we can talk about. There's also other writings that you can do. It doesn't have to be slavery, hood, a uh, big old black cookout, and damn, uh, Medea, or I just want to share we got another note in from our listener, aka my husband, who said we need, we need to tell the story of Wendell Scott. Wendell Scott is the first NASCAR driver in the segregation era. Oh, that'd be interesting. So he's like, We need to tell stories like that. My husband's a car guy, so of course he knows Wendell Scott. Okay. And when this guy can get a great Amazon Prime video and we all can hype it up. But in the big theaters, I need I need a little bit of diversity. I need us to be able to tell different stories than the tropes because it's like all about typical families, right? Like so not for nothing. I feel like um every black story that is told publicly is always like in the hood, in an impoverished area. Like, not always because you have the Cosby show. show, you have grown in shows. I'm talking about the movies, right? Like, movies, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're always we're always getting like something like that. Like, how about we get more like almost like more soul foods or this Christmas, right? Where yes. where you can see like just a regular everyday, you know, middle class black family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just living like a regular life. Yeah, like Soul was a great, really like great example. They had a little bit of, you know, you know, they had the head of the household, Big Mama, because the father passed away. So they right. were married. It wasn't like he was a crackhead who left the family. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, I see what you're talking about. Like, I'd like to see a little bit more of that because there's some of us, myself included, who have a regular family, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's like, you know, mom wasn't on drugs, dad wasn't. Then leave me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like daddy's girl. Yes, it was a dad raising his girls, but he was an ex-con. They were in the hood. The baby mama was a drug dealer. Like, huh. yeah, it's too much. Although I must plug for my favorite black movie. Mm-hmm. For anybody who has not watched Just Right, that is my absolute favorite black movie. 
with Queen Latifah in common because the fat girl wins. And I'm rooting oh my gosh. for fat. I don't care. Oh what my gosh. my favorite. Is that the one where she was thought she was dying, or is that the one with LL? Uh-uh. The one with um the one with common just right is so she's a physical therapist. She's a basketball player. NBA player. He gets hurt. She nurses him back to health. And it's like this whole thing on like at first he was dating her cousin who's like skinny and light skinned and beautiful mm-hmm. and all this stuff. When he recognized like he was really in love with her and she was like voluptuous and amazing. Oh my gosh. And she ended up winning. And I'm rooting Common dating Tiffany Haddish. I, how that works that out. Real? Yeah, they are really dating. I didn't know if that was real or if that was no, just like, they are dating. Now, Michael and Lori Harvey, they say that's a publicity stunt. I mean, who cares? They look great together. Can I tell you how I'm very sad by Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey? I mean, they fine. She fine. He fine. They fine together. That's her turtle. Michael Michael disappointed. I wanted Michael with like a... My sister was in her feelings. My little sister, she was in her... I was in mine and I'm married. Shit. I, I I was hot. I was like, if they gonna get together, I, I approve that y'all look fine together. So I wanted Michael to be. Why is she not wholesome though? I mean, when I say wholesome, I think like I wanted him to be with like a Lupita Yongo or somebody like that. Like I wanted him to be with or like an Issa Rae, right? Like I wanted Michael. Issa Rae is engaged. To who? She, girl, she popped up engaged two years ago or last year. She's been had a man, now has a fiance, and she kept that on the low until she got that ring. I was like, that's how you do it. She's been dating this man for like eight years. Like, so he's not nobody new. Oh my God. He's whole time engaged. Sure is. Google it. I, yeah, I just saw him like with somebody like that. Don't get me wrong. So let me let me just say this and let me let me let me be very clear. I think Lori is doing what every woman in her 20s should be doing. And- Lori is doing honestly what I did in my 20s. I dated. If you don't date people, you don't know what you really want or what you really deserve, right? You have to test the waters. I think dating is an art that we have forgotten about because mm-hmm. nowadays everybody just wants to be bae, right? Nobody wants to take time to get to know people. I think that is a very important step in figuring out who it is that we want to be with long term. Now, did Lori make some missteps? Yes, when she was fucking with Diddy and Diddy's son, that, that was a bad look. But <laughs> that just play but, with me. Mm-hmm. I do think that she's doing what every woman should be doing. And I think we need to normalize dating. I think we have to stop making people feel like once you with one person, like that's it and that's all. That's not it. That's not all. Um, and so you need you need to test the waters and figure out which one. So I'm oh, here. What if she has sex with him? Your boy? What's the, what, what? Men do it all the time. All with a woman. Why can't she? Y'all will sit up here and give Future all the accolades. First of all, she dated Future and she, she was smart enough not to have a child. So Okay. Let's get that out the way. But y'all, like, that's why I'm like, y'all some of the biggest hypocrites on the face. Men and freaking pick me's. Oh, Future can do that. He literally has almost, for every child, he has like a different baby mother almost. Like, Child. Okay. Literally, I feel so bad for for the mothers who have to go through this. Like he's really trying to oh well she basically was too dark to be have my child or I only slept with her one time. 
you know how child's marriage, right? You know that that doesn't that doesn't who cares? Because at the end of the day, all you need is one time. You're no, no, no. toxic king. She for the streets. Yeah, Lori dates. Yeah, no, Lori dates, and and not only does Lori date, but for everyone she dates, she dates up. Right, so it's like the next one they just keep getting better and better. Look, the gifts keep getting better and better because I don't know if you saw or not, but Michael's in Hermes for Valentine's Day. I'm talking, that's what I'm talking about. Buy me the stock option, okay? Give me the dividend, give me her stock in Hermes for her stock in Hermes for Valentine's Day. Wait, what's the um bag everybody was talking about that costs like 20 G's? Is it Hermes? Birkins, which are Hermes Birkin bags. So oh, instead of buying yeah. her the bag, he bought her the motherfucking bag. The stock. <laughs> oh my God. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go. Yes, he bought her the bag, honey. Mm-hmm. I look. I ain't mad at it. And even if it is publicity stunt, they. I don't care. They look good. Doesn't matter. He's buying her stocks, taking her to aquariums for Valentine. Like I'm for it. I like it. I think they look cute together. Um, Steve likes him. He's met Big Steve, which everybody knows. If you don't know, Steve's not her biological father. Did you know Steve Harvey had twin girls? I did not know that. I did. I did. I'm going to say this too, right? Like once I got out of my feelings, I was like, okay, I can deal with this. And sidebar, the Lori Harvey and Naked Wardrobe um, collaboration, bomb AF. I bought one set from there and I literally went back and bought four more things. Like Naked Wardrobe always delivers, but the Lori Harvey connection, amazing. And it goes up to a 3X. So shout out to Lori for not forgetting the fat bitches who want to spend coins. Look, if y'all don't make sizes, I'll just leave money on the table at this point. Lori okay. Harvey, naked. What? It's Lori Harvey uh, and Naked Wardrobe collaboration. Wardrobe. And like I said, Naked always delivers. You know, uh, so sidebar about the Kardashians, the person who man, who uh, is behind Naked Wardrobe is Malika, um, Chloe's best friend. Naked oh, one of the right? Uh-huh, yep. I've never heard of Naked Wardrobe. Yeah, there it is, right there, boom. Yeah. Her lips are, like, you know how much money people pay for lips like that? Ah! Oh! And you used to get clowned. I can only imagine back in the 90s what she would have been called. Right? It's disgusting. It is. But, I'm telling you, get you some of that Naked Wardrobe Lori Harvey collection, okay? That shit is the bomb, okay? I got sweatpants, crop tops. All kinds of shit that fat bitches shouldn't have, but she makes it and I bought it. She said all kinds of shit that fat. Oh, you got a husband right now. You can literally wear what you want and it will not matter. Whatever I want. You can come out there in a thong and what are the uh, nip covers, nip slips, or pasties. It only matters because only one man should be all up on that. Well, there's okay. one out here in these streets, but you know. Yeah, if you a few streams back, a few, I mean, a few cop, a podcasts back with Lauren was on there. We talked about Lizzo, and I was like, I'm all for her being big, positive, all that stuff. But there's a time and place. You do not need to have your fat ass out on a bench or a seat where people have sat. I doubt if it was cleaned anytime recently. Just exposing your why would you want your skin to touch that, sis? 
I mean, I'm here for Lizzo and like her mission, right? Like, because I'm here for body positivity. So am I. I mean, I'm a big girl, as you can see. But I'm never gonna have my bare ass cheeks touching an NBA seat. And then I'm like I said, this is a person place. If this was her concert, go off. If this was any type of gala or any type of function like that, but I think on the basketball game it was inappropriate. But that's just me. I, I think it was very inappropriate, wildly inappropriate. Well, my issue with Lizzo was this, right? Lizzo can sing, like sing, sing. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know that, but Lizzo was actually trained by Prince. Okay, oh, like they're from Michigan, right? Yeah, Lizzo can sing, sing. Okay, um, she actually did one of the David Letterman's. My next guest needs no introduction. She talked about Prince, right? So she was trained um, by Prince um, and Prince's team. My thing with her is, I really loved her when she first came out with her flute. And her vocals, right? I think what happened was when they told her to go left and maybe lose some weight, she decided to go right. And she went all the way right to the point where now that shock value behind her clothes and all that stuff, that's now what people are looking for. Now, when people on Lizzo's Instagram, we're looking to see if she had her ass out today or not. You know what I mean? Like, we're not necessarily checking for the music the way that we should be, because that girl can sing. She's talented as hell. Plays instruments. Yeah, for real. Come on, come on. But we're not looking for that for her no more. Now it's like, oh, what? What is Lizzo's crazy ass doing now? Right? And I just wish it wasn't that because homegirl is talented. What is Lizzo's crazy ass doing now? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I yeah, I do agree. Lizzo's very, and she's a classically saint. She's. A, She's a classically trained flautist, which is rare. You see anybody with like legit musical talent outside of like a pianist. Like it's really like I haven't seen nobody really other than like playing the keys or playing the drums out here with an instrument, you know, playing mainstream. So the fact that she made the flute popping, <laughs> that video with her and Megan, iconic. Here for it. Love every second of it. Her new boo, okay. Her Valentine's Day was. I don't know who that man is. Who is he? I don't know who he is either. But her Valentine's Day was popping. Yeah, I was like, who is Party? Apparently, people know him. He's, I guess he's a rapper rapper or something. But I'm, I'm just here for Megan having love. Yeah, yeah. She's another one. Oh, her big ass. Shut up. You all just some hating ass Negroes. Yeah, with all this black excellence we just named, this brings me into my squeeze question of the week. Since we are still riding the coattails of Black History Month, what is it? Today's the 26th, so we're almost to the end, but black history is honestly 365. So with that being said, I want to know who are who is your black uh, history month unsung hero? And I'll go just so the people at home know what I'm talking about. I think the unsung hero of the of Black History Month, the Black community, was ever shamed person, whoever brought rancid bad potato salad to a cookout. <laughs> because without that pressure, people wouldn't be on their P's and Q's when it comes to having or going to a cookout. People wouldn't be stressing about it the night before, making sure they cut the relish just right, making sure it's just the right temperature. Because if you eat a potato salad, you're a maniac. People who heat up the potato salad in the microwave, ooh, cocaine. I don't, I don't know how you do it. 
making sure that the potatoes are just the right potatoes. Don't give me no red, peely-ass potatoes. Don't give me no baby potatoes. Give me some fresh Idaho's, you know, with the relish and the mustard. And wh however you want to make it, make it correctly. Make it your way. Make it taste good. So that is an unsung hero because now when you go to a black function, not just the potato salad, but the mac and cheese, the beans, the meat, everything is pressured to taste good, to be good. And I love that whoever was the first one to be like, who made this potato salad? You are not only an icon, but you are to be applauded for your bravery and for your innovation. Let's give it up for whoever that person was. And we're going to give it up right now. Yeah, because I was like, oh, where's the applause? Where's the applause? Well, I really wish that I could just change it on my screen. But for whatever reason, it doesn't change when I move it on my screen. I have to actually search. But I'm going to cut that out. Anyway, yes, Keisha, who was your unsung hero for Black History Month? Let us know who. So my unsung hero for Black History Month is... Whoever the person is who coined the phrase, phrases, black girl magic and black boy joy. I do believe that we have to celebrate these people. Black girl magic and black boy joy is, um, is something that started popping up a few years ago. Um, and I really think that it pays homage to black men and black women who are just living in their melanin and popping, right? Like we we have coined those phrases to where we know if you are exuding black girl magic or uh, a man is exuding black boy joy, that they are literally like just killing the game. And so shout out to whoever coined those phrases hey. because they are hella popular on social media and they are a part of the reason that black People are popping 365. And that we can just be smiling. We have to always walk around with a chip on our shoulder. Or what our RBF. Like, I hate when I just have to say, I had this, I was like, resting bitch. I hate, I, it just made me sad when you just see somebody and they just look, oh, that's just my face. But why do you look so cantankerous? Like, smile every once in a while. Sheesh. Come on, cantankerous. No, seriously, everybody wants to walk around with a chip on their shoulder. Like, smile. Let me see that, the joy you're exuding. Let me see you fulfilling your... Let me see all that. I want to see all that. But yes, I love it. Black Boy Joy, Black Girl Magic. I love all of it. And I love the fact that we're embracing this. And just, just embracing us as a people. Just being us, kicking it, living, surviving and thriving. Good times. But yes, um, I this Lori Harvey Naked collection, I do have to take a, a dive in too. Just make um, a purchase. Just make a purchase. Mm, I have to actually see what I like because these prices aren't just this ain't this ain't a uh, target not target not even Target this ain't Ross and Marshalls <laughs> these prices I'm like I have to actually have a clear and delineated idea of what I want you said a crop top I've never worn a crop top that might be one of my goals come this summer because I ain't going nowhere so why not wear it in the house oh, but, I'm not honey. <laughs> Oh, this, uh, like, this office is really, really cute. I must say, like I'm, like you see the back of my studio. I got freaking lights and green screens and diffusers and whatnot. But I've been looking at the back of your thing. Like I need to set my decor up because my original plan was to use my green screen, but it's still it's too wide. So when I bring it in close, it doesn't cover all back, I and mean, you can still see like a lot of the outside. But I see you got the what is it, an elephant up there, and you got yeah, the 
elephant up there. So I'm very much about my feng shui. My house is modern farmhouse style, but my office is very bohemian inspired. No, I um, that means. I'm all about that life. I'm all about my space being clear and my energy being right so that my vibe is tight and I can perform at my optimal level. Excellent. But I just had to bring that out because I know y'all been looking at it too. I'm just like, this is very nice. But as y'all know, before we get out of here, we always got to do our <laughs> Keep It 100 moment because every week there's something I got to keep it 100 about. I'm going to go first and then I'm going to let life coach Keish get what's off her chest. It can be a positive or a bad thing. Whatever you just want to keep it 100 about. Me, I want to keep it 100 about the fact that when you are driving and you are trying, and I'm always I'm becoming over here with a lot of driving stories, but people really can't drive. When you're merging, like I think two weeks ago, the last week, I said people need to drive with intention. If you're gonna get over, get over. When you're merging, I'm gonna need you to throw that light on, sis. I'm gonna need you to throw that blinker on, bro. Because how am I supposed to know you're getting into my if there are two lanes and you're coming off the merger, you can still keep going straight. How am I supposed to know you're trying to come into my lane? I almost got into two accidents today because people just wanted to merge without, without any warning. Like, sir, they, that's why they have blinkers on the car. That's why you go to school or in school, you get driver's ed. Because in the driver's ed, they teach you that certain things on the road that people look for to know your intention. If you do not throw that blinker on, how am I supposed to know you're about to get over? How do I know you're not going to stay in the same lane? How do I know you don't want to, like... It really pisses me off, man. People who can't drive. Because I know you do this stuff to other people. I know you do. I know this isn't the first time. Because you don't look like a new time driver and you don't look like an old person. Like, please get yourself together. Don't be on the road if you're gonna because it's like then mine, like ever since like then my insurance is going up because you hit me and my mm-hmm. the fifty cuffs, like, don't do it. Because ever since quarantine happened. My driver, I'm, I, my bill for my insurance is going down extremely a lot because I ain't on the road as much. So uh-huh. if you hit me and cause that motherfucker to skyrocket, we are going to have some problems. <laughs> Don't do it. So, like, just use your blinkers. It's not hard. Flick, flick. Flick, flick. Flick, flick. That's all you got to do. Flick, flick. And I'm, and I'm in. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> because I really was just like, I can't stand it. It's too much. Yes, but I'm sorry. What is your keep it 100 moment of the week? Keep it 100, period. What is your keep it 100? So my keep it 100 is about social media content, right? So remember who is watching. There are people who are watching your social media who know you, sis. So let's stop faking the funk. Let's be authentic in the content that we are putting out here. Let's be exactly who... We are. If we broke, be broke. If we single, be single. If we unhappy, be unhappy. But let's stop faking the funk out here, especially if you are a business. Because people do not buy from businesses. They buy from people who they know like Mm -hmm. trust. If you are out here creating a facade or being somebody who you're not, it's going to show through in your content and your sales are going to suffer. So as a master certified life and business coach, I'm here to tell you, keep it real in your social media. Like we don't have to worry about having the perfect backdrops. We don't have to worry about makeup. We don't have like, what? like just be who you are 
all the time. Show up who you are all the time. Because motherfuckers is watching. And if you come one day one way and the next day another, they will call you out. So I just want people to start being honest in their content. Like social media is out here so that we have a platform and an opportunity to be who we really truly are. And I'm tired of all the fakes. Like there is so much foolery and fuck shit on social media right now. And I'm tired of it. Like we don't need you to be going to the damn uh, BMW dealership and taking pictures in the dealership. You are not driving that, sis. Like it's just not a thing. Like let it go. It's cool. Man. I never have to be that person. I never understand. Even with celebrities, they do that super foolishness. I don't get that. Like, what? <laughs> okay. And then we get called out to it. Now you're on the defense. Like, oh, no, no. Like, mm-mm. like shut up. Like, don't even do it. Just don't even do it. Just be who you are. Like, I'm tired of the fake phony shit. Like, we have all been through some shit this past year. If y'all still faking the phone, I just can't even understand why. Like, we got niggas in food lines who ain't never been in the food line. So why is it that we feel like we need to be faking the funk? Like, let's stop doing that. Let's let's normalize being real. Like, for real, for real. Like, mm-hmm. let's normalize it. Real recognize real is a real thing. And it goes for social media, too, sis. Like, don't be somebody else. Like, we have the option. Just don't post nothing. If you don't I like that. Or just don't post nothing. That, that can be the best option. Just don't post nothing. Like you said, there's people struggling out here. And also, if you're trying to Oh, uh, you have a perfect pop in life. That also we don't need to see. I mean, post what you want, but you also have the po- option to post nothing. That's also an option too. Just keep that in mind. I love that. Yes. But as we wrap up this here podcast, it was great having you on. You must come back. You had a lot of good points. A lot. That whole what you call kind of you're out here looking like a crack house whore. You need to clean it up. That's going to be the snippet that I use. Just that's hilarious. Um. Actually, yeah, so I'm going to use that because it was hilarious. But tell them, actually, let me get all your stuff up here. Boom. Where they can find you. I know I have it on the screen, but yes, let the people know where they can find you, what you do, and all that stuff one more time. So you can find me everywhere at Life Coach Keish. Instagram at Life Coach Keish. My business Facebook page at Life Coach Keish. Clubhouse at Life Coach Keish. Twitter at Life Coach Keish. The only place I'm not at Life Coach Keish is on LinkedIn because I have to use my name. So it's Keisha Butler Thomas. But y'all can find me, connect with me. Feel free to always slide in my DMs. I always answer. Um, and yeah, like, no, 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 no foolishness now. You better be in her DMs on some honest uh, messages because her husband's okay. crazy. Because I am married. I'm married and stuff. And, and, and I don't want to get a divorce. But with that being said, um, you know, feel free to hit me up. I'm always available to be a resource. Um, we give away a ton of free stuff on Instagram. So follow us on Instagram. I'm dropping gems and all that good stuff at all times there. And I promise y'all I show up as me authentically all the time. So sometimes I look good. Sometimes I'm a hot mess. But either way, I'm going to give you the message. I'm going to praise the Lord and I'm going to cuss a little bit. So if y'all enjoy that. <laughs> Period. But one question, can you actually, if nobody knows, can you explain what a life coach does? Because you're offering all these services and for somebody who may not know what the services even are, you want to give them a little bit of that? Absolutely. So my focus, um, I marry life and business coaching. So what, what I do is I help people develop clear, concise plans so that they can level up in their personal life and in their business, more so in their business. That's like 
like that's my main lane. And so what we really do, and like I said, I, I help people show up authentically in a superficial marketplace. What that means is because we're living in this cloud of social media, because we're living in this world where people tell us what we need to look like, how we need to act, what we need to drive, where we need to live, and all that good shit, I help people break that barrier, right? Like it ain't about that. It's about you showing up as you. And if you really want to make sales, if you really want to connect with your ideal client, you have to be who you are because your ideal client is a piece of your authentic self. So if you're not giving that, you're going to miss your client all day long and you're going to be broke. Okay. So essentially what I do is help people develop the plans on how they can truly show up in their specific space or place in this world as exactly who they are. Um, I'm not a therapist. Let me just say that, right? Therapists deal with your past traumas. I do not deal with your past trauma. Oftentimes, I work in conjunction with the therapist where you are dealing with your past traumas and with me, you're developing the plan for the future, right? But I am not a therapist, so do not come to me if you are dealing with the, with the past trauma. I'm not a licensed therapist, and I will refer you out because I, I like that. that's just what it is. Um, and then also, I do want to say this too. Um, in the most humble way possible, I do have mentees and I love them to death, but I'm also not a mentor. Mentors are typically free. I'm not free. And mentors typically are going to speak to you um, about their specific experience that directly correlates with your specific experience. So for example, if you're a new lawyer and you want to talk to an older lawyer, that's going to be your mentor because y'all sat in the same seat, right? So I just want to be very clear about the difference between the three. That does not mean that I don't have mentees because I do have two who I love to death. Um, and if I really feel like I connect and vibe with a person, like I have no problem with that. But I am not a mentor by profession, nor am I a therapist by profession. I am a licensed coach. I am licensed to help you build blueprints for your life and business success. Period. So don't come with her talking about some, oh, back in the day. No, what about today and forward? Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Yes, that's excellent. That's actually dope that you, that, that you, we have to come, actually, we have, you have to come back on. We have to talk about that and you know, all that you do uh, next time you come on. But I'm glad you, ah, just the energy and everything was there. And you were stressing that you was late. Girl, you had a grand old time here. <laughs> but as you know, this is the Not From Concentrate podcast. And you can find this everywhere. Like I said, you can find me on YouTube. I got the YouTube channel popping now every time I put out. And that's why you see us recording. Anytime I drop a podcast, I drop a YouTube video now. You can follow me on all platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, Spotify, Cast, I'm actually just, if you just Google Not From Concentrate Podcast, you actually find me on plenty of areas that I didn't even know I was in. As you can see, all that stuff on the screen. Don't forget to uh, like if you're on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Don't forget to rate me on all these platforms. You know, give me an algorithm. Get my stuff popping. I'm authentic. Okay? I show up as me every time. Okay? And I don't fake the funk. So, yeah. If you've been listening, you know that I come with the popping content. Um, don't forget to hit me up on Instagram, not at uh, Not From Concentrate Podcast. Facebook, you know I really don't be on there. I have it, but I really don't be on Facebook. I, I'm, just, I'm just not a Facebook person anymore. Like, catch me in 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12. I was there, but now not. But yeah, but as I say every week, whether I give you an ounce, a gallon, or a liter, everything I say is 100% real. So with that said... Thank you for my guests for coming. Thank you for showing up and giving us a good time. And y'all have be y'all be safe. Have fun and we out. Peace.